బైబుల్ ట్రెషర్స్ టాపిక్ ట్వెల్వ్ థింకింగ్ వెల్కమ్ టు ది సౌండ్ డాక్టర్ టెలికాస్ట్ ప్రైస్ గాడ్ ఫర్ ద హోలీ బైబుల్ ఫ్రమ్ హోచ్ వీ గెట్ ఆల్ దట్ వీ నీడ్ ఫర్ అవర్ లైఫ్ ప్రైస్ గాడ్ ఫర్ ఆల్ ది వాల్యుబుల్ లెసన్స్ వీ ఆర్ మెడిటేటింగ్ ఫ్రమ్ హిస్ వర్డ్ డ్యూరింగ్ ది సిరీస్ ఆఫ్ టాక్స్ we are studying the subject of thinking the topic that's before us is how not to think so far we have done six lessons number 1 do not think too much of yourself number 2 do not be over occupied with earthly things number 3 do not desire forbidden things And number four, do not overcrowd your mind. And number five, do not keep your mind passive. Last week we studied lesson number six. Do not be over anxious about anything. Today we will move on to lesson number seven. How not to think. do not exclude god in your thinking do not exclude god in your thinking this is a scientific error and ours is a world of science let us thank god for science and let us respect science also let us use science as much as possible but beloved we cannot ever worship science because it is god who gives us knowledge turn with us to book of proverbs first chapter and look at the seventh verse the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom until a man or a woman has started to fear god he or she has not taken even the first step in the school of knowledge and as he keeps on fearing the lord he will keep on growing in the knowledge beloved we want to tell you at the very outset of this talk that any knowledge that is opposed to god is false that is what paul wrote to young timothy first timothy 6th chapter look at the 20th words oh timothy god what was committed to a trust avoiding the profane and vain babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge it is falsely called knowledge that's what paul is pointing out very personal counsel that the senior man gave to this young man that's why he says oh timothy because he was an youngster now today my heart goes to the youngsters who are listening to this program you are studying in colleges and you are doing your graduation post graduation doctoral post doctoral degrees in your universities you are studying a lot of pure science and applied science one thing you should always remember any level of study that which is opposed to the knowledge and the fear of god is false and it is not worth it 
You know, when you exclude God and you do not retain God in your knowledge, you know what will happen? Your mind will become corrupt. That is what we read in Romans first chapter. We'll read to you from verse 28. As they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, what happened? God gave them over to a debased mind to do the things which are not fitting. Mind becomes corrupt. It becomes a corrupt mind. And what is the result? From reading from verse 29 to 30, 31, you see such a long sin list. It is just not tolerable. It is not at all good. We don't even like to read it. All unrighteousness and sexual immorality, wickedness and then covetousness and maliciousness, envy, murder, strife, deceit, Level-mindedness, whispering, backbiting, and all these things follow once your mind becomes corrupt. How does your mind become corrupt? You do not keep God or retain God in your mind, it becomes corrupt. Now that is what uh, David the psalmist has written for us as a warning in Psalm 14 and verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And what is the immediate result of that, outcome of that? They are corrupt, they have done abominable works, and there is none who does good. It becomes corruption, total corruption. You know, when you say there is no God, you are a corrupt man. So your mind not only becomes corrupt, your mind also gets totally confused. Now that is what told us so very clearly in book of Jeremiah, the 6th chapter, and I will read to you the 19th words. Hear, O earth, behold, I will certainly bring calamity on its people. Why? Because that is the fruit of their thoughts. So what is calamity? It is the fruit of their own thoughts which has excluded God from their thinking. So immediately calamity, confusion, everything takes over. On the other hand, if we fix our mind on God, there will be perfect peace and tranquility. Turn with us to the book of Isaiah 26th chapter. The third verse to you. Oh God, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The mind is stayed on God, this man is blessed with not ordinary peace, perfect peace. You know, in the Hebrew Bible, it is not perfect peace. Actually, in the Hebrew Bible, it is peace and peace. That is a repetition. How does it come about? Now you come to verse 9. With my soul I have desired you by the night. Yes, by my spirit within me I will seek you early. In other words, day and night, my soul and spirit thinks about God and Christ unto God. And the man here, he confesses 
that all other support systems are ultimately vain and futile. That's what we read in verses 12, 13 and 14 of the same chapter. Lord, you will establish peace for us, for you have also done all our works in us. And then comes a confession. Oh Lord our God, other masters besides you have had dominion over us. But from now on, by you only, we will make mention of your name. It's an important decision that every believer in Jesus Christ should take at some point of his or her life. True, at the time of salvation we have received the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Master. But there should come a point where we try to find out what are all the other lords which are still having dominion over us. Otherwise our life will be totally confused. Some point of time we have to say, Lord, these many lords have had dominion over us. We just say bye to all of them. From now on, you will be my Lord. Now, beloved, until and unless we do this, we cannot constantly practice the presence of God. Now, turn with us to a classic passage in book of Psalms and 16th chapter. There is a beautiful testimony that must become our own life testimony also. Look at the eight words. I have set the Lord always before me. I am doing it. I have set the Lord always before me. And what will be the result of that? He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. God is with us, but we should ask a question, am I with God? Now that is an important issue that we are talking about. I have set God always before me, and God is always my right hand. You know, when we have this sort of God consciousness, we can escape temptations of the devil, however tricky they might be. That's what exactly Joseph of old, his experience also. Now he was a senior official, next only to the topmost boss in that society. He has so much of authority. One day when he went to work, there was a temptation that was awaiting to trap him. His boss's wife wanted to have immoral relationship with him. And what did he say? Look at verse 9 of Genesis 39. He tells that woman, There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? That woman was concerned. She was very much mindful of the husband. The presence of the husband. He was not there. But as far as Joseph was concerned, He was concerned about the presence of God Almighty. So many beautiful names given to our Jehovah God in the Old Testament, especially in the book of Genesis. Turn with us to Genesis 16 chapter. There is one name which is not very frequently referred to or meditated. The 13th verse. These words came from the mouth of Hagar. And what did she say? 
Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. Now she says, you are a God who sees me. Now the Hebrew word for you are a God who sees me is Yel Roy. Beloved, we can never run away from his presence. His eyes are always upon us. You know, David the psalmist gave such an excellent confession about this truth. Turn with us to Psalm 139. Now what does he say? If you read from verse 1 onwards, he says that such knowledge, in the sixth verse, such knowledge is too wonderful for me about the all-knowing power of God. Then you read further on. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. If I say, surely darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. The night shines as the day. You know, that is a very interesting truth that we have here. Darkness and light are both the same to you, O God. Beloved, darkness is not dark for God. Everything is the same for Him. Before His penetrating eyes, nothing can be hidden. And David says, such knowledge about God's knowledge is too wonderful for me. Because we cannot run away from God's presence. The right thing and the logical thing that we must do is to always practice the presence of God and retain God in our knowledge. One commandment that is given to us both in the Old and the New Testament. Love God with all your heart. Love God with all your soul. And love God with all your might. The Lord Jesus Christ when he quoted it in the New Testament. He added one more aspect. That is what is very interesting for our subject. Look at the 12th chapter of Mark's Gospel. Look at the 30th verse. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. He also says with all your mind. And then he says with all your strength. The Old Testament heart, soul and strength were there. But now the Lord Jesus Christ has put that mind also there. Why did he do that? This is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the laws and the commandments of God were written on the tablets of stone. In the New Testament, God is writing them on our mind. Now look at that passage. Now the whole thing opens up before us with such divine beauty. Hebrews 8th chapter. And look at the 10th verse. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their heart. Why should we ever try to exclude God from our mind? 
One reason could be that we have a wrong idea and view about our God. You know, the God of the Bible is neither a tyrant nor a despot. God of the Bible is a God of love. It is said about him, God is love. He is good all the time. God is good all the time. And all his thoughts concerning us is only for our good. I want to just close with the promise from book of Jeremiah. Book of Jeremiah 29th chapter. I look at the 11th words. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. What an assurance God gives us. All the thoughts I have for you, dear child, it's all for your good. And what does he say following that? Verse 12 onwards he says, he is inviting us into fellowship. In the 12th verse he says, call upon me, pray to me, I will listen to you, seek me, you will find me. Everything I have for you, my beloved, is for you are good. So, don't hesitate, don't exclude me from your thought, that's what God is said. Only thing that we should always remember. God's thoughts are much, 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 much higher than our thoughts. He's abundant in pardoning us and in forgiving us. You know, man will only have limitations in forgiving one another. But as far as God is concerned, his thoughts are much, much higher than our thoughts. Just lavishly he pours forth his love upon us. But Satan knows this. He is trying to target our minds. He is trying to distort the right picture we have about God. Exactly he attempted and he succeeded with Eve in Eden. Don't allow that to happen today. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. The presence of God. With all the spiritual weapons... Bring down any knowledge or argument that tries to rise against God. May the Lord speak to us again and again, reminding us through His Spirit of these precious truths. If we don't do that, if we are careless here, slowly backsliding will overtake us. You know what will happen? The Bible says a backslider is filled with his own thoughts. Because there is no place for God in his life. How not to think? Do not exclude God from your mind. God bless you.